As the saying goes, Mompreneur is a superhero who raises her babies while building her business. Now, quick question. Do you know anybody who, in the space of a few short years, went from feeling exhausted and underappreciated in the corporate 9-to-5 world to having a personal brand worth millions of dollars? Now, let's add, without a college degree and without ads, well, tonight we have somebody that's really, really going to rock your world with her methods, her strategies, in order for you to actually get out of your comfort zone and also at the same time go and get yourself an entrepreneurial journey kickstart ahead and of course before i actually share about her hi everyone my name is Rayson and i'm your host for the Regacy show and tonight it's episode 123 baby and of course um tonight's episode we have we have invited an incredible mompreneur her name's none other than Marta Creechi. Marta is a highly sought after business coach, growth strategies, and social media marketing powerhouse who has taken the internet by storm because affiliate marketing unintentionally builds personal brands for everyone who practices what she teaches. It is her preferred source of money. Marta is featured in Fox, ABC, CBS News, Oprah Magazine, Fast Company, Cosmopolitan, Shape, and Huffington Post, among other places. Her intuitive marketing expertise has drastically changed not only her own life, but the lives of hundreds of thousands of students, as well as using a strategy she teaches openly through her low-cost membership. Well, without further ado, let's welcome this amazing human being into the show, Welcome, woohoo, Mata! Woohoo, yeah. yeah! Thank you. All right. Wow. Hey, you're most welcome. Uh, wow. You know, when when I, uh, when I was uh, being introduced to you by your assistant Kyla, I was like, wow, man, this lady is really amazing. Like, man, not 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 talking about the places that you've been featured, but also the results that you've gotten for your clients and when i read them the testimonials i was like blown away and yeah. i'm so excited to have you here and also at same same time it's our honor to have you here in the podcast as well awesome thank you so much i appreciate you having me on i'm super impressed with what you're doing in your own podcast and uh the um I guess the momentum that you're picking up in your podcast, like you're, you're doing an amazing job. So kudos to you. Well, thank you for your compliments as well. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure, you know, a lot of my audience, they're, they're, because they are actually based in Asia mainly. So I'm pretty sure they do not really know much about you. So do you mind if you share with the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Sure. Yeah. Um, so my main thing that I do is I help families be able to create uh, income from home, utilizing things that they already know. Right. So my mm. my main driver behind what I do is to make sure that families are OK. So we look out into the world mm. right now and there are literally parents that are not eating so they can feed their kids because of the economy and the way that it is. And that I can't fix that in their nine to five job. I have no control over that. But what I can yeah. help them fix it in is how they're able to produce income from home 
in ways that don't feel salesy, um, because that's what a lot of families aren't going to do. They're going to they're if if it if it involves feeling salesy and weird, they will just go without. They'll just not do it because it's not who they are. So if I can show them ways to be able to create income from home in ways that don't feel salesy and weird, then they'll do it. And then I can have an impact on their family. So that's that's my main focus. Ah, okay. Well, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, especially in America, has actually gotten a lot of benefits from what you have taught. And I could see a lot of them like uh, having a lot of great testimonials for you. And they even appear on your YouTube channel as well. And when I when I watched them, I was like, wow, this is really, really inspiring. And, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty curious. Before we actually dive into the main focus of our interview, I'm pretty sure our listeners would love to get to know you a bit better. So can you tell us a bit about your backstory on when and why you pay, became a mompreneur? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I was doing what I think everybody does. And I was mm -hmm. working in a, you know, corporate environment. Um, I was climbing the ladder into leadership and I became, I, I moved into leadership. I worked for GoDaddy for a little over five years. And so I had moved up into leadership there and, uh, and I was, you know, I was enjoying, it's a great company to work for. I was enjoying myself. Uh, but there was always that extra, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but whenever you're working a job, no matter where it is, it's almost like you get those paychecks and then you're like, mm -hmm. it's going to take an awful lot to make more than this, right? Like where, where my entrepreneurial spirit is like, what if I like, what, in what way, how can I be able to make more money this, than this? Because while this is great, it's a great income. It's not going to give me the life that I want, both for myself and for my family. And one day, so all of that was kind of eaten at me in the background, but it wasn't enough to take a jump or anything like that. It was just kind of like annoying. But then one day I got a video of my daughter literally taking her very first steps. And, um, oh. and it shook me to my core. It was no longer, I need to get out of here because I want more. It was, I need to get out of here because I'm going to miss my daughter growing up. Like the, it was a microcosm to me of you missed the first steps. They were on video. She was not walking to you. She was walking to a phone and it, I, I immediately in that moment could see her entire future and me not really being a part of it because I would be missing things left and right because I was needing to be somewhere else. Right. And so mm -hmm. in that moment, I decided I was going to quit my job. And on paper, that was an idiotic move because mm -hmm. my husband, I had already brought my husband home from work. He was the one taking the video of our daughter, taking her first steps. He was there. Okay. Um, so I had already brought him home from work. Our in-laws had moved in with us. Okay. Um, okay. We had just bought a really expensive house and I held the insurance on the family. I was the only person that had a job that was bringing in income of that whole group of people. And we had, like I said, we had just bought the house and it was just on paper. It was a really dumb move to give up the mm -hmm. money that I was making right then. But whenever I went home 
And my husband, the way I describe my husband is he's like the guy that holds the string to my balloon. So I'm like mm -hmm. the balloon and he's like, okay, but how are we going to pay bills? How are we going to have insurance? How are, you know, like, how do we yeah. make this work? And mm -hmm. so I imagine there was going to be a big argument whenever I got home of mm -hmm. you're freaking me out right now, you know, hyperventilation and whatever comes along with that. And yep. uh, whenever I told him, I walked upstairs, I got out of my car, I walked up my walked up the stairs and I told him I was going to quit my job and I told him what I was going to do. So I gave him mm -hmm. a solution right away. And he said, Martha, if you don't do this, you're not only doing yourself, but everybody around you a disservice. And I was like, okay, so this is now something much bigger than what I thought it was because this, whatever's coming through my husband's face right now is not typically him. Mm -hmm. And so this is totally bizarre, which means yep. to me, I need to go ahead and do it because there's something else at work here. And, uh, and so that's when I quit my job, started an SEO agency. That was my very first thing. I have a weird understanding of SEO or search engine optimization. And yep. so I started an agency within the very first month, didn't skip a beat, had enough clients to cover my old uh, salary that I was making. And then the rest is history. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So uh, because like what you said was like, you know, you were watching your daughter walking towards the phone rather than walking towards you. And at that yeah. point of time, you feel a bit scared and also sorry for, for her if, let's say, you yeah. are not going to be there. So it shows that you, you're working like many, many hours at GoDaddy, I, I, I presume, like yeah. probably more than 12 hours a day kind of stuff. It was right? a long, it was, yeah, they were long oh. hours. Some days weren't as bad as others, but you didn't really know what was coming. You didn't know what day you were going to have, so... Yeah, because you also still have to stay overtime and all this other stuff yep. and projects after projects and all this. And, and I'm pretty sure, you know, all the listeners and viewers who are tuning in right now, uh, I'm pretty sure there are a percentage of you want to leave a job. So I'm pretty sure this episode is definitely for you to actually stay all the way because Martha is going to share with you some of the mindset, some of the skill sets that you can actually get so that you can get out of your job in the next few months or probably even next one, two years or so, depending on how, how comfortable you are in terms of your financial means in terms of that. And, you know, being a mompreneur is tough, right? Um, it's not easy and, and all. So, um, I, I just wanna just wanna ask you, right? How does having their own business benefit moms? Because you, you it seems pretty good for you this time around, but mm -hmm. for people who are pretty skeptical at, at this point of time, what would you share with them in terms of benefits of having their own businesses? Yeah, well, I the biggest benefit that I see is what it does for our kids, quite frankly. Um, oh. Our kids don't, it, our kids only understand what's available to them in their own lives via mm -hmm. what they see us do. And so if we don't take chances, if we don't think outside of the box, then they're naturally okay. not going to. Unless something crazy happens and, you know, they're kind of shaken loose out of out of whatever. But the numbers and the data really presents to us that 
we're our kids are going to be like us in some capacity or they're going to have the same beliefs about life and the same beliefs about what's available to them that we have and so whenever we break outside of the box which isn't even real it's imaginary but whenever we break outside of the box and we choose our own way and we choose what life's going to be like for us you can almost with certainty say that your child is also going to have that same life and i think as a mom i want nothing more than for my daughter to choose her life rather than have her life happen to her mm yeah i agree because these days i i realize that many people have a, have been allowing life to happen to them rather than they themselves choosing life and how to live their life in a sense so that's why i'm pretty sure that you know once you really know what you want and how you want to live your life then all the more you are able to live your life with satisfaction and fulfillment like what you always teach in your your youtube channels and even your courses as well and uh, which we will share we we will talk a lot about it later on as well and uh i i just want to ask you is it advisable for moms to start a business during this tough economy like covid-19 russian war and all this other stuff that's happening is it advisable for them to start yeah. their own business yeah yeah um it's yeah. the whole i don't know who said it but if not now when if not or if not who wait you i don't know i i got it all messed up but anyway mm -hmm. what what i'm trying to say is if you're not going to do it now when are you going to do it there's never going to be mm -hmm. if you if you chose not to do it now because of the circumstances in the world then you're waiting for perfect circumstances and that's never ever going to happen so you'll always have that excuse there will always listen the news will always feed you something that is going wrong right so if you're <laughs> yeah. if you're waiting for it to be perfect it will never look perfect. So doing it right now, honestly, another good and I'm not trying to like sell starting your own business, although I think it's great, but mm -hmm. if you're going to be starting your own business, like there's no better time than right now because it's going to distract you from everything else that is, you know, sort of being fed to you. It's going to distract you. You're going to be so focused on what you're doing. The rest of what's happening in the world, you're really just not even feeding into it. You're not really like it's you're so focused on this it just distracts you from it which isn't in my opinion not a bad thing. Hmm, okay, I understand. All right. Okay. Yeah, so for those of you who want to start your own business, I'm pretty sure you have an idea whatsoever like what Marta has mentioned if you if not now when, right? So you got to start now. If not, you're going to miss you. out. <laughs> yes, if not you who. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> got it right. <laughs> yeah, we got it right. We got it right. Okay. All right. So so I'm pretty sure like when you are um I would say like starting your own business, you were actually trying to figure out which is your niche and all this other stuff, right? So how do you manage to actually figure out like oh, this is the exact niche or should should moms or should anyone who wants to start on entrepreneurship to like what many people have always said that is to just try out this and that a b c d until you figure when until you figure out one of the things that work then you continue all the way is, is this mm -hmm. something that you would advise as well for people who want to figure out their own niche 
yes. And then also I would like to give a little more detail into how to be able to determine what your niche is so you can kind of bob and weave inside of that. Whenever mm-hmm. I first started, I started with the, because I had just quit my job out of nowhere. I started yep. with where can I make money? That was my very first thing. And then I moved out of that space into where can I create the most impact and I'm happier in that place in the where I can create the most impact. But just saying I started here and it was okay, but then it started to feel like just another job. It was just my job looked different. So um, what I suggest on being able to really determine where you're going to have the most impact, because again, to me, that feels the best in business and will keep you going through those times where you know, the entrepreneurial journey is like up and down and up and down. And if you don't have a really high impact um, offer or way that you're helping people, the down parts are going to get really, really hard. You're going to want to quit because you're not fueled to get through them. It will be more like, yeah, this is work and I don't like this. Um, And so what I suggest is this, and I call it bat signal, but to determine okay. what your bat signal is, I do a lot of superhero stuff, by the way. I love superheroes. Okay. So um, mm-hmm. so for your bat signal, the way that you determine it, and I don't have a piece of paper here, but if you have a notebook, um, turn it okay. sideways like landscape. And if you draw okay. a line from the left to the right, or which whichever way is beginning to end for you, if it's right to left, that's fine too. But uh, draw a line from beginning to end, put an arrow at the end of it, okay? And so on that line, that line represents your life. And the reason there's an arrow at the end of it is because it's not over yet. And so on that line, what I want you to do is I want you to think of all of the times in your life where you found yourself really researching a lot. Like there were, there are times in your life where you were on Google until two or three in the morning, trying to figure something out. And so I mm-hmm. want you to put a hash mark in the, on your line for all of those different times and then label them. So you remember which they were, you know, <laughs> just a hash mark. Okay. It's not going to be easy whenever you get to the other part of this. So uh, whenever you have all of those on the line and this might take an hour or so, and that's okay. No big deal. So whenever you have them all on there and you feel like you've really just kind of got all of it out, what you do is you go up figuratively 30,000 feet, right? So you look at this, timeline of your life and then what you do is you pick one of those times you pick one of the times that you were researching that you really wished somebody would have helped you that somebody would have just taken your hand and said here's how you do that thing you're trying to do i know what i'm talking about i've been through it i'm positive this is your next step if for whatever uh hash mark you choose what you're going to do is you're going to build your offer and build your business around that version of you. And so mm. that becomes what people in the industry call your avatar. Cause a lot of times people will try to make up this person and they'll say, well, it's, you know, Susie and she's 35 and she shops at target and she, you know, X, Y, and Z. Well, wouldn't it be so much easier if you're looking back at you and you know exactly who you are, You know exactly what you were afraid of. You know exactly what you were dreaming would come true. You knew exactly what your questions were. You know Mm -hmm. that person better than anybody else. And so now you can become 
that guide you were looking for to all of the other people that are that person. And here's, here's the, typically here's what comes up in people's minds. There's this huge question mark above their head, right? Kind of like super Mario brothers, like the, the little box, it's like a huge yeah. question mark. And everybody's like, okay, well, if that's my audience and if that's who I'm talking to, what about everybody else? Because what I can do can help everybody. So aren't I missing a ton of the market? And the answer is no, because you would be, thank you, David. I see that. <laughs> um, you would be, if you're only, if you're trying to talk to everybody, there's this, you know, this common thing, you try to talk to everybody and you're literally talking to nobody because you're not yeah. hitting anybody in the fields. You're not hitting anybody where they're like, oh my gosh, she gets me. She's saying to me, she's completing a sentence that's already going on in my head. You can only do that when you're specific about your person and especially when you know your person really on a cellular level. And so you can build an entire business around that individual. My person that I built my business around is the mom sitting in the cubicle of corporate America getting a video of her daughter taking the first steps, right? And maybe my, maybe my people that join my stuff aren't always moms. And maybe they didn't experience seeing their baby have uh, their first steps on video, but they're scared to death it's gonna happen. And so like that's, they still get it, right? They're still my yeah. people because of that. And so that's how I suggest determining, you know, who you're gonna serve. Uh, okay, that's nice. And by the way, we have a, a comment from Colleen who's based in US. So he said, when did entrepreneurship set your soul on fire? How can you be able to empower someone who's just started in the real estate industry? And what's your niche market at the moment? So I'm pretty sure just now you already mentioned that your your entrepreneurship journey actually started when you saw the video of your daughter walking, right? And and how about the second question to it? Yeah. What's your take on that? So how to be able to empower someone who's just started in the real estate industry? I love that, first of all. I have friends that own um exp so like i'm always in the real estate work like that's just it's a fun it's a fun place to be in right um mm -hmm. what i would do is i would focus on who are the buyers that you want to or buyers or sellers first of all which are you taking right are you doing buyers are you doing sellers um and when you say real estate industry i'm imagining that you're a broker or an agent in some capacity the industry actually encompasses more than that but i'm a, i'm just assuming that for the conversation and so are you wanting to focus on selling? Are you wanting to focus on buying? Um, whenever you're coming into empowering yourself, obviously you need to learn about your local market. You need to learn the ins and outs, but you need to know who are the niche of people that you're actually wanting to serve, even within the buying and selling space, right? And some people automatically jump into luxury because they think it's more dollars. But imagine jumping jumping into luxury, but not having the luxury mindset yet, you're going to go broke in luxury, right? So what if you start off in a place that's more like, maybe it's not first time home buyers, but maybe it is, um, or first time sellers, uh, you know, because that, that's a thing too. Um, but where you really move from, you need to become a content creator and you need to create content around what these people are asking on Google. And here's a trick to be able to figure out what that is. So you don't have to assume it. 
You literally okay. go on to Google and then say, so say it's first time home buyer. All right. So uh, you would go in a uh, first time home buyer, type in first time home buyer into Google, hit enter, scroll down just a little bit. And then it, you're going to get this like magical box that pops up and it's going to mm -hmm. say people also searching for, and then you're going to get literally what people are searching for on Google. So I told you before that I'm sort of an SEO savant. I am like I cellular, I understand the algorithm in ways that it's just, I don't have an explanation for it, but I can give you tactics on how to be able to own it. So mm -hmm. in that box, it's Google is literally telling you what people are searching for. So if you create content with literally that title that people are typing in, don't change it, type, keep that same title that people are typing in, create a five to eight minute video on YouTube. If you're not on YouTube, get on YouTube today stat. Okay. You don't need to be some sort of brilliant person to be on YouTube. I'm on there. Okay. So mm -hmm. um, make your video five to eight minutes long, eight minutes from the heads of YouTube is your sweet spot. Okay. So five to eight minutes long, answer the question that they're asking. And then you can create mm -hmm. that you can re create different um, content out of it, right? So you can create a quote card, you can make a reel out of it, you can, you can make this micro content out of it that can also be dispersed. But at the end of the day, you're always drawing people back to your website, because that's where you want people coming. And then eventually, the beauty here is that so I teach multiple income streams, right? So I have yeah. many of them running alongside each other. So eventually you're not just a real estate agent anymore. You can now be an educator. So you could create a course for first time home buyers, or you could create a course for real estate once you've done it and done it successfully. Don't do it before you've done it. Okay. Don't create a okay. course before you've successfully done it yourself. That's what some people do. But uh, whenever you've successfully built your own business by, um, uh, working with just, you know, saying first time home buyers, what you would do is you could create a course for other real estate agents that are in your place right now. This is a hash mark for you where you're at. This question you're asking is a hash mark for you. You're asking okay. the question, you know what I'm saying? So that's just right. a couple, a couple nuggets there. Wow. Thanks. This, this is really good, especially getting to, you know, Google out what people are focusing on in terms of real estate or any niche that you're in and then after that look at that small box at the bottom which is what other people have been looking for as well and from there we can actually curate content like what you mentioned uh in be it a five to eight minute youtube video uh or even from there we can take out quotes from there uh, we can do like a short reels for example on instagram um, and, and, and etc. But I just want to ask you, right, since we, you said something about YouTube, so if let's say the person has zero uh, subscribers at a point of time and they want to build it up to probably a thousand within a month, so yeah. does it mean that they have to actually come out content after content every day, uh, probably what, three times a day or, or is it just one time? No, I do it once a day and I've been once doing a... it once a day for years and I only do it Monday through Friday. 
So I don't, I don't work on the weekends because I choose, I choose my life, right? I choose yes. the way that I show up in the world and mm-hmm. I sh- I'm with my family on Saturday and Sunday. I, there is nothing on my calendar other than church and whatever else we're doing. And so, yeah. uh, I, what I suggest is Monday through Friday, you should never be at a lack of content because that little piece that says that box on Google that says what, uh, you know, other things that people are looking for. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. It says something like that. Um, or people also searching for, I think that's actually what it says, but what you do, whenever you click on one of those things, it then extends the list more. You click on another one and extends the list more. You're never, there's never any reason to run out of content. Never, never in life. And so, um, So yeah, what you do is you create a video Monday through Friday. I really like treating it like a show. And what that means is doing it about the same time every day. So people know that it's coming. Um, That's there's two reasons for that. One reason is so they can share with their friends and say, Hey, do you watch Martha? She shows up at 10 AM Eastern standard time every day, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, but then it's also just for them because I do it early in the day so I can help my people set the tone for their day. I can like help them get organized in their thoughts and like, here's your challenge for today. Here's what I suggest trying today and blah, blah, blah. If I do it too late in the day, it's not, you know, for, for the, um, uh, the people in my area, they'd be like, oh, it's too late in the day. I have already done my things for the day. (laughs) And then they may not remember it for the next day. So that's why I do it in the morning time, but only Monday through Friday. Nobody expects me to do anything on the weekend. All right. Okay. I understand. So would you suggest for a start to do YouTube live first or should we create our own videos and then we have to edit them and post it on? I only do YouTube lives. But I suggest doing YouTube lives um, anyway as you're starting out because there's a little thing that you're looking for. And I can't remember what the number is now because we're beyond that. But um, there's a number and you could just easily Google it. Um, But it's going to give you your watch time hours. That's really something that you're focused on whenever you first start is um, getting your watch time up because that's going to then allow you to monetize your channel. So we make money off of our YouTube channel just by going live every day. And I, you know, like I don't have to do anything else. Um, So that's, it allows you to monetize when you hit a certain amount of subscribers and then a certain amount of watch time. And the best hack to get that watch time is to go live because YouTube will put you in front of people you're not usually in front of. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Now I now I learned something, which is YouTube Live. Which, okay. Wow. Uh, pretty sure Ragazzi Show will go YouTube Live real soon. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do it. Yeah. Yes. 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 And uh, and just wanna ask you is that you know building a business is not rainbows and sunshine every day. So can you share with us what were your biggest failures to date? Oh my word. Well, I had a $25,000 failure very early on when I did not have $25,000 to fail with. Um, That was, it was a Facebook ads thing. It was somebody that I brought in because like a lot of early business owners, you think if we could just get some Facebook ads running, then we'd be able to sell this. Not to mention the offer was jacked up and the, you know, like the whole, 
the business wasn't ready to run ads yet, but okay. I was like, you know, you see all these people talking about Facebook ads and you're like, well, that's obviously my problem. And so I brought somebody in to run Facebook ads and they did nothing, <laughs> nothing. Oh, wait, did nothing as in no business or they did nothing at all with the ads? Like they started to work on the, our project and then we just didn't hear from them again. And that oh, was, shit. yeah. And that was 25K that we didn't have. So that could have been an easy, like for me, that could have been an easy, like, okay, listen, I'm not going to try this anymore because I have already jacked my world up. I like, yeah. I, you know, my family might live in a box now. Like it just was a very, it was freaking, it was scary. Uh, and my husband and I were having it out because, you know, I'm, I'm taking these risks that were, that ended up not being good. And, uh, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, it was really scary. Uh, but what happened with that is I actually taught myself Facebook ads. So I had to, um, now I don't okay. run ads anymore. I may start again just because I have a new thing going on, but I haven't run ads in years. But the fact that I oh. taught myself how to do them, I then with with teaching myself how to run good ads instead of just a hey, buy my stuff ad, which aren't good, by the way, <laughs> there should be a full on campaign. It should be warming up the audience to ask them for anything. And then, you know, like low dollar thing and blah, blah, blah. And so yeah. with that whole campaign that I learned, I then was able to turn that ads campaign into what I now do organically. And so that's why I don't need to run ads for my business and haven't for years in my growth. Like we've hit multi-million dollars without ads because I run the ads um, blueprint, I guess, but I do mm -hmm. it organically. And so that was, that was a really big piece in my own growth was learn. So I had to have somebody jack up my ads and then I had to learn it myself because I needed for that to happen. You know, we just can't look back and things and be upset. Right. And so I had, yeah. so then I had to learn it myself. And then now I got to, okay, let's see what this looks like organically. And then that's where it took off because everybody else wanted to be able to do it too. Yeah, I, totally. I mean, like you are able to turn ads into organic way of growing your money and getting the businesses, man. Who wouldn't want to learn, right? And I'm pretty right. sure, yeah, this is this is a really great way. But of course, it's the toughest lesson, one of the toughest lessons that you've got to learn. I'm pretty sure, you know, lo losing the 25K that you don't even have or probably you got to borrow from someone to pay for it. Yeah. Wow, it's painful. I mean, it uh, if it's me, I will, I will be not just scared, I'll be crying my ass off for that. But, but of course, uh, you know, aside from this, I'm pretty sure there are, there were other lessons that you have learned from this, right? So, what other lessons did you learn from those, to, especially this particular failure? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Another lesson is that, and I keep coming around to this one. It's so interesting. I, I, and I have other friends in the industry that they keep coming around to it as well, and they're not people that you would think keep having to learn this lesson over and over again, but we all okay. do. And it's that other people 
are never going to know your business and how to market your business better than you. And so yeah. what, what I mean by that is sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe this could be easier and maybe I could have somebody more creative come in to come in with like some, you know, to write a sales page and to, uh, to do these different things that are marketing my business. But then I always realize, always, always, always so far realize, mm -hmm. and I've cycled through this at least 10 times. Okay. okay. Where, where I always realize I need to be the one doing this piece. And so there are pieces of our business that we really do need to keep to ourselves. And that's the part that like we are so good at. We have to keep that to ourselves because the moment that we outsource it to somebody else, it's the business stops being us. And this is only for personal brands, right? Which okay. is most businesses these days. So if you run like a, you know, like a cleaning company or something like that, it may not yeah. be as true for you. But whenever you run a personal brand that people are literally following you for your voice and for what you know and that sort of thing, there are pieces of that that they're following for you. And whenever you outsource it to somebody else, they will know. And uh, in, in the interest of saving time, you make the decision, okay, well, if I don't have to do this thing, then I will have more time. Well, whenever you really think about it for me in my, in my case, anyway, I'm saving myself 15 minutes a week. It's not worth it to lose mm -hmm. the pulse of my own business to make 15 minutes a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not worth it. I only work five hours a week to begin with 15 minutes is okay. And so, mm -hmm. uh, so that's the thing that all of us keep coming around to is, knowing what the piece is again from a personal brand perspective knowing what the piece is that really needs to be yours and needs to continue being yours um and then mm -hmm. knowing what you're able to outsource and the outsourceable things really are the things that don't require you they're the things that you keep answering over and over and over again we all get the emails where it's like oh yeah. copy paste my last response if you find yourself copying and pasting responses that's something that can be automated and you do not need to be spending your time doing that. True. And that's why you have your assistant uh, to, to correspond with me, for example, or even like Gary V has his own D-Rock. He doesn't have to right. take take the, the, the camera and film himself everywhere he goes, right? Or yep. probably Tony. Tony, has, Tony Robbins has his own uh, set of coaches and you know, yep. trainers to actually train people rather than, you know, he himself every time have to be there 24 7. Yeah. probably at the start right you've got to be there most of the time but as the mm -hmm. business scales up you you tend to have more people coming in to help you because you outsource it to all these people to assist you so that you have yeah. more time in probably your holiday your family investments mm -hmm. and whatever not right in a sense yep. that's exactly right just don't mm -hmm. skip steps on on when the scale happens when you start adding to your team you need to know what your flavor is before you start adding to your team because if you start skipping steps in the growth process then you're not going to really be able to 
know what your brand and what your business is because it keeps changing and morphing so quickly and it's not with you. And that's like, it's, I know it sounds a little bit um, ambiguous and a little bit obscure, but if you're in that space, you understand what I'm saying where it, okay, I can add these people. Okay. The first question to ask is, is it time to add these people? Do I have the systems already secure? Do I already know this system frontwards, backwards? Because don't add people if you don't know really what they should be doing because they'll make it up on their own and that may not be in your best interest. True. Okay, I understand. Well, then, uh, you know, just now earlier on, we were talking about mindset and all this other stuff. So what's the mindset that all of us need in order to quit our job and never need one again? <laughs> the mindset is that you're going to make it happen. You're going to do it. Uh, it's not... It's not a mindset of, let me try this thing. And only you are going to know really what that is, right? Because a lot of people will put up a mask and they'll put up a, a different kind of face to the world where it's like, I'm strong, I can do this. But in the background, you're like, I'm going to try this, but if it doesn't work, I'm just going to go back to my job. If that is something that you're thinking, that you're even thinking, that you're even entertaining it all. If you're thinking, okay, I've got this safety net of, I'll just go back to my work if this doesn't work, it's not gonna work, just don't do it. Because if you give yourself a safety net, you will use it. But if you don't give yourself a safety net, if you say, I'm doing this thing, here's how I'm gonna accomplish this thing. Now understand that the how you're gonna accomplish things typically changes. <laughs> so don't think that yeah. it's actually going to be, you know, seen through exactly the way you thought it was going to happen. Typically there are going to be, you know, you bob and you weave and it's, it's going to change. Right. And give yourself grace in that. But if you decide you are going to do this thing and you're going to make it happen, your brain is going to find ways to make it happen. But if you say, well, I'm doing this thing, but I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm kind of keeping my eye on the one tabs and stuff like that, or I'm keeping my eye on indeed and seeing if there are positions for me to, to fill up your brain is back here. Your brain's going to mm -hmm. do the thing, the path of least resistance. And if it's, if it's back here, it's going to keep you safe back here. But if you say you're doing this and the job is just never going to happen for you again, then this is what's going to happen. Wow, nice. This is really a mindset that I believe a lot of us need, especially in times like this, especially if we want to go forward to our, towards our dream. I'm pretty sure this is one of the things that we need to do. And, and of course, uh, I'd like to ask you, so now that we know that mindset that we need in order to leave our job, then how can anyone create a passive income stream before quitting the jobs? Yeah, that's, I mean, you just, you work on it before the job is quit um, or before mm -hmm. you actually have quit the job, right? So you decide yeah. what your passive income stream is going to be. My suggestion on first income stream is affiliate marketing because it's the easiest and you don't have to create anything for it. And as you're creating this affiliate marketing income stream, this is literally what I teach people, but whenever you create this affiliate marketing income stream, you will by accident discover what your own personal brand is. 
And so then whenever you discover what your personal brand is, you're already kind of living in that space. And then you can add your other income streams around it, right? So creating courses, creating coaching programs and, you know, writing a book and all of these different things, right? And so the affiliate marketing deal is the easiest to do. It doesn't even require an hour a week if you don't want to, you know? So it's something you really can do alongside your other gig. And then whenever it comes up to a certain level, so say, say you need $2,000 a month, say what you're making at your job is $2,000 a month. I'll just say an arbitrary number. So you're making okay. $2,000 a month. Well, whenever your affiliate marketing income stream comes up to $2,000 a month and then you sustain it at $2,000 a month for maybe a month or so after that, just so you can prove to yourself that like, it's going to stay, you know, cause there, that's another thing that'll start coming up in your mind. You'll be like, I made the yeah. money. Will I keep making the money? <laughs> that's, that's the <laughs> second thing that happens. Um, yep. but whenever, uh, whenever it does come up and you do keep it, then you're able to let go of this job in a very safe way. And then you can start doubling down because you'll have the time. You can start doubling down on your affiliate marketing stream and then start paying attention to what people are asking you. And you can create this whole infopreneur, um, you know, series of income streams after that. So that's what I've done. All right. Okay. Well, so for those of you who are actually wanting to quit a job, don't quit yet until you get the income and also at the same time, the passive income, especially just like what Marta has mentioned, and make sure that it is balanced for a few months, for a month, for a few months, then after that, you find that it's safe for you to quit, then boom, go and quit your job and say bye-bye to the boss, right? And, and uh, I would like to ask you, right, because just now you also mentioned about brand. So how to actually become a brand that 87% of customers will do business with you? Yeah. So this part is about communication. So how okay. we communicate with people. So there's a lot of us that we already understand, you know, like personality tests and that sort of thing. So there's disc, yeah. there's true colors. There's a lot of different personality tests out there. But um, when we understand the person that we're speaking to and we understand what their buying psychology is, there's also four different types of buying psychology. So whenever we know the different buying psychology types whenever we create content we can make sure that we're addressing every single one of those buying psychology types because here's the deal if we don't um, address one of them then that person is going to feel unseen unheard and ununderstood. and so immediately because they don't feel understood by you they're gone and likely what happens whenever people are gone, they also, it's not that they just didn't, you know, they didn't jive with you. So they went somewhere else. It's likely they don't like you because you didn't communicate well with them. And so they went somewhere else. And if somebody says something about you to them later, they'll be like, oh, I don't like her. And here's why. Right. And it's because you didn't communicate well with them. And so like there's the four different um, buyer psychology types is one is an action, which is me all day long, um, is the person that uh, I will skim sales pages. 
I will look for the buy now button. I'm already sold. I got to the page sold, ready to buy the thing yesterday, ready to do it right now. Like I will just go, you know, and a lot of entrepreneurs are actions and we kind of just out ourselves immediately because we're, we're a little bit loud. We're a little bit like, okay, let's go, let's do this. We make partnerships fast. We, you know, it's just kind of who we are. So that's an action. So the way that you're going to talk to an action is you're going to say, okay, here's, here's how you get started right now. Here's your, um, here's what's going to happen whenever you get started. Like that's an action person right there. Second person is going to be what is called a blueprint. The blueprint person is seeking safety. Okay. Now, as we're building our teams, if you're in action, you should have many blueprints on your team because you will be the visionary and your blueprints will make it happen. Okay. So the blueprints are the people that they need systems, they need processes and the systems and the processes are what they require to feel safe. That's their okay. main thing they're after is they need to make a safe decision. And so when you're talking to blueprints in your copy, you're saying, I have a proven system that works. So like when you see my sales pages, I do have a proven system that works. And so I talk about it. So my blueprints feel safe with me because they're like, okay, she's done it. Other people have done it. This is proven. I can feel safe in this. Right. And so that's mm -hmm. just an easy blueprint thing. The third one is, um, uh, nurturers. Okay. Nurturers. So this is, okay. yeah. So these are the people that are very community based. They are here to help and they are here for the community. They want relationships. Mm. And a lot of times they are the people that they really kind of just give all their stuff away. They, it's hard for them to sell things. So a lot of these people follow me because I, I attract moms and hmm. who's more of a nurturer than a mom. Right. And so right. what I do is I show them how to be able to create the income from home, not feeling salesy and weird. Like I talked about earlier, I'm speaking to the nurturers. I'm like, hey, I can show you to make money without being a, without being a freaking weirdo and without having to sell stuff. And then um, another thing nurturers need to hear is about the community. They need to know that there are other people they'll be spending time with and that they're a part of a group. Right. And so that's important to nurturers. The last one is knowledges. OK. And so for the knowledges, it's so interesting. Uh, somebody says like, well, how do you close a knowledge, right? Like how do you close the deal on a knowledge? You don't. <laughs> so knowledges okay. are the people that they want data. They want statistics. And if you give them a pie chart, you need to tell them where the pie chart came from, where the data mm -hmm. came from, because they're not just going to trust a pie chart. They're going to be like, okay, where'd that come from? Because you could make a pie chart out of anything because you can make right. data say anything. So where did this actually come from? And so they will be the people that for us as actions, they will, they yep. will feel, if you don't know who they are, they will feel like a thorn in your side because they just keep asking questions. And you're like, are you trying to annoy me right now? But in reality, they're not. They want to make the smartest decision possible. That's their thing. I just want to make the best decision possible. And they will sit in paralysis until they feel like they can make a good decision. So instead of closing a knowledge, um, what you do is you say, here's all of the data. Here's all of the information. Let me know if you have any questions. 
it's it's like that. So a lot of salespeople would be like, oh, you didn't try to close that person. No, because if you try to close that person, not only are they gone, but they're not coming back. And they're going to tell all of their friends not to come to you either because you're essentially a liar in their eyes. Right. And so um, those are the four different types that if you speak to all of them in your copy, then they're all going to feel seen and heard. And we even yeah. go so far as to have different email sequences when we know what somebody is, they get mm -hmm. categorized as such in our, in the back end. And so we send out for every one email that we write, we send out five and one for each personality type that goes directly Whoa. to them. And if we don't know their personality type, we have one that covers all four and that goes to the ones that we don't know. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's amazing. Having like so many different types and of course, like different type of email, send it out to them and definitely will hit them. Yeah. on the nail and, and getting them to, to have the buy-in, that is really fantastic. I'm pretty sure those of you starting to get curious and, hey, what is that, right? So if you want to know more, you can actually check out Marta, go, go to a social media or even after this live video, after listening to the podcast, you can approach her and ask her and probably you can even join her program as well. And I'm pretty sure she will be willing to share the secrets to you as much as possible. And of course, I, I would like to ask you, um, you know, we all like to post on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and we always have been taught by influencers or gurus to convert people. But then again, there are some people who kept trying, but they couldn't. So I just want to ask, like, how to actually convert the 96% of people scrolling past your posts? Yeah, that comes to communication as well. So with those different people, it's making sure that um, that whenever you're posting, that you're posting in ways that will stop that person in their tracks. And so okay. whether it's the title, like so if you're if I'm doing a video that is really going to be oriented to actions, then my title is going to show that my content is going to show that and then what i'm saying is going to be very action driven so i'm going to be super animated super charismatic and just kind of like boom 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 done because an action mm -hmm. isn't going to sit around longer than 10 seconds maybe right. and then they're scrolling because they're like i don't know there's somebody else talking about something too and so uh but if i'm talking about nurturing stuff they'll sit there for longer and so i can really kind of i would slow my voice down like i just did I would, my title would be more about uh, inclusiveness and community and doing this thing together. And that would be mm -hmm. it. And then I would slow down. I would get more into my fluffy zone where, um, where it's just me and them talking almost like across the table at a coffee shop. Right. And we're just kind right. of like chill, no charisma, not, not no charisma, but not like this, you know, character. Mm -hmm. And then uh, for knowledges, I would just say, I wouldn't even do a video for knowledges because they don't even want to see that. I would say yeah. data in the title, you know, 96% of blah, blah, blah. And then in the copy, I would say new um, study released, blah, 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 stats that matter to them that are also relevant to what I teach. And then, um, and then the source, the source link of where they can find it. Just let them geek out. That's all they want to do. And then... Okay. Um, 
the blueprint would just be very, it's kind of like nurturing in that you slow your voice down. And then you say, right. here's the one, two, three system on how to do X, Y, Z, and then just do it. And that's, so that's how your people, and then here's the deal. The very cool okay. thing is the people who respond to those posts, you know, are those characters, right? You know that they are that. So if they're not already on your email list or whatever, you know, this person is a blueprint. If they dig the system thing that you just talked about, or if you're an action mm. and you got it and they're like, yes, let's go. You know that they're an action <laughs> person like you, yep. they're outing themselves, so to speak of who they are, which is great because now you can know how to serve them best. It's not some mm -hmm. manipulative game. It's let me talk to you in the way that you can best understand so I can help you. And so like, that's the, if you come at it from that filter and that intention, you're really going to go far. Right. Wow. Okay. Well, this is really gold. I really love the golden nuggets and value bombs. If you drop so much over here tonight and today in <laughs> US Eastern time, and, uh, you know, I, I actually saw this on your YouTube channel and that w was actually something that you said about, uh, I would say it's something that you actually told your daughter and, and that was really interesting to me. And I would like to actually know what's that one thing that you told your daughter to do so that she could have anything in life? Ah, oh my gosh. Um, the one thing that I told her that she needs to do so she can have anything in life is believe it. She needs to believe that that can happen for her. She needs to um, not in a woo woo way, visualize it, but she needs to see it. And then she needs to say it and she needs to believe it. As long as she believes it, she can make anything happen. And that's just, that's scientifically backed with our reticular activating system, right? That's neuroplasticity. Right. So that's, that's like, and I'm talking to the K's right now, but, um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> you can't say woo woo and then not follow it up with a K thing. Cause they're like, what just happened? But, um, <laughs> But that's that's it. We have to believe that it's possible, so then our brain can work out how it how it mm -hmm. happens. Right. It's just like how you actually told yourself that you're gonna be a successful entrepreneur, and then slowly you want to be a you want to be really successful mompreneur who can influence and inspire moms alike who don't want to see their kid walking towards the camera and the phone yeah. while they are working at the office or in anywhere that they are working at right yeah. so yeah I, I truly believe you know this is something that we should do and that is to believe in whatever that we want and believe that we can actually do it and really take action to make that thing happen and of course we are you know as we are coming to the end of the podcast uh, we have one last question for you, and that is this, right? Imagine this. You suddenly lose everything, mm -hmm. your money, your reputation. So what would you do from day one to day 30 to save yourself? Oof. 
I'm actually doing it right now, not because I've lost my name or my reputation or my money, uh, but I'm doing it because I'm literally teaching my people how to build your business from grassroots. So what oh. I would do is I would start and I just started a brand new um, social media, like a new Instagram thing to yesterday is when I started it. And uh, and I'm showing them what to post, how to build your brand on social media, how to add the website to it, how to add the other income streams. When is the time to be able to add that? I would start over again, starting with social media and starting with one social media channel where your people are when you know what your bat signal is. Start on mm -hmm. social media, one channel and start with affiliate marketing. And, uh, okay. and those are the two those are the two things. And I actually have a free um one hour masterclass. If you were to look up Martha Krejci Affiliate Marketing University on YouTube or on Google, they're on both places. Uh, you'd see the one hour masterclass where you you know what you need to know in order to take that first step. Awesome. Okay, nice. And of course, you know, I, I'm really grateful that you actually uh, are really so kind and so uh, generous that you want to give us a freebie as well. Uh, so do you mind if you share with us the link as well for the freebie? Yeah. Yeah. It's Martha E. So there's my middle initial there because believe it or not, there's another Martha Krejci. She's a photographer in uh, Czech Republic. <laughs> but um, oh, okay. I know, right? She probably gets a ton of uh, traffic. But Martha E. Krejci.com slash first. F-I-R-S-T. Martha E. Okay. slash first. And that is your, um, your checklist on how to set up your very first affiliate marketing income stream. So to make sure that you get it set up properly. So that's, that's the freebie. The masterclass doesn't require any sort of email or anything like that to watch. Uh, but this one is of course an email. You would be on my email list at that point. If you want to opt out after that, you're welcome to, but I do deliver good stuff. I don't spam you. So. Of course, I, I've seen your YouTube channel. I've watched your videos, loved it. And, and I'm pretty sure that my audience from around the world will also love it as well. And with that, I'd uh, like to thank you, Martha, for all the golden nuggets and value bombs that you have given us so far tonight. It was splendid. It's fantastic. And also at the same time, thank you for uh, my audience as well from Singapore, Malaysia, US that tune in just now from India as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Regacy show. And with that, I would like to wish everyone a great evening ahead. And, and before we actually end the whole podcast, uh, one more thing, if you want to follow Marta, if you want to know more about her, you can go to her YouTube channel, which is Marta Krishi. All right. And also at the same time, you can go to her LinkedIn. You can go to Instagram uh, also as the Marta Krishi. Right. And then go and search, search for her. And also Facebook, you can go and find her at Living the Dream with Marta. And she will be, uh, you know, able to inspire you and help you out as much as possible. And yeah, uh, I would like to say is you only have one life to live as you. Don't wait for things to happen. Make things happen for you. All right. So with that, good night and good morning in the U US. 
and, and any other parts of the world that's morning right now. So take care and stay tuned for the next episode of The Regacy Show. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Regacy Show. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has brought you to an epiphany where you realize that this is where you want to go and this is what you want to do. So I hope you will continue to support and also at the same time, like, comment and share this episode out to your people to your family your friends and not forgetting that we have just created a telegram group it's called the Regacy show family so you can go and check it out and let us know how you find this group is serving you all right so with that i would like to thank you once again see you and stay tuned for another episode of the Regacy show